0: And we're back with more on Newstalk Saga 960. So very glad you could join us on this Tuesday edition of the show. Well, our friend Joe Warmington has been writing about booze cans, food cans are now a reality during COVID. Uh, If I can quote from Joe's story in the pages of the Toronto Sun, move over booze cans, enter food cans. All right, just like those running after-hours speakeasies, once got around old style prohibition rules and we're going way back <laughs> banning the consumption of alcohol and uh, a similar phenomenon has popped up to skirt vaccination regulations. That's exactly right. That's And you can see Joe's story in the pages of the Toronto sun. Let's bring Joe in now to talk a little bit about that story. Joe, welcome.
1: Yeah, it's uh, great. You have to have a password and, <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you know, know the right people and the whole time you're looking over your shoulder wondering who's in the booth next to you is it going to be uh, an undercover agent to maybe give you a ticket
0: yeah ex- this is bizarre so uh, it is, it's orwell
1: it's it's 1984 it's uh you know all this dystopian stuff that we've talked about for our whole lifetime it's happening right here
0: scary stuff all right so how's it working for these guys i mean do you just you show up, you knock on the door, and then somebody a little slat opens up, <laughs> and you, and you wow, say the you word. Know uh, you know, you say the you say the password du jour. You know, uh, kind of minute pistachio. To
1: minute, uh, minute to minute for them. Don't forget a little backdrop of it. They've had 18 months of 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 hell and not being able to, you know, re- operate properly. And they've they've been through a lot. I mean, they've been locked down a bunch of times. There's lots of rules that they have to follow, but there's one thing that the owners that I've talked to don't feel comfortable doing, and that is, you know, kind of going after their customers and asking for personal information about their, you know, vaccine status or any kind of uh, part of their health. And so some of them are saying, look, just come in here, we're not going to ask you and we'll serve you anyway. Now, of course, that's against the law or against the rules that they've put out. And these uh, restaurants that are doing this, not complying with it, face these stiff fines i don't think that the police are going to spend a lot of time enforcing it but who the hell knows we all see the videos from australia so you never know
0: yeah and uh, at what point are they going to start being subject to a snitch line i mean how far are we or is that already here joe where people are going to be rewarded in some warped way maybe on their social credit score if they rat out a restaurant that's um you know, not You're playing ball with the government.
1: You're giving them ideas. I hadn't even thought of this. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not um, telling them anything. I'm not telling them yeah.
0: anything that they haven't already thought of.
1: You know what? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. When you go draconian, uh, anything is possible. Um, you know, this is the ugliest time in our sort of free society in my lifetime. And I don't think that we're going to fix it anytime soon. So, the sky's the limit or uh, the bottom of the barrel uh, is possible.
0: You've also been writing about the two Michaels. Uh, obviously, they're back. Um, I don't know. When I look at this in the cold light of day, it seems to be that China kind of got a win out of it. This is this is what they wanted all along. Right. They wanted to get Meng Wanzhou back. And uh, that's what they did. I mean, it's so they've delivered a message to the rest of the world, Joe, which is, if you arrest our people, we're going to pick up you know, twice as many of yours in our country. We're going to torture them or throw them in jail. We're going to file trumped up charges. We're going to drag them through the court system, put them through hell. And uh, so it's going to discourage Western nations, at least the weaker ones, from proceeding with charges against Chinese nationals involved in spying and espionage. I mean, that's that to me is the downside of, How I think the Trudeau government is going to react, which is to back off, despite the fact that they know the Chinese are up to no good in this country.
1: Well, it's not new as well. I mean, this is a tactic that they've used before. In fact, if you recall, five or six years ago, there was a pastor named Kevin Garrett who was doing humanitarian work with his wife for 30 years on the border, pretty close to the same place where Spavar was uh, arrested, which is right near North Korea. There's a bridge there. I think it's called Dandong. And, uh, you know, they, they grabbed him, and they had another guy that was arrested in Canada uh, on a, a cyber espionage thing. I think his name was So. So once they released him, 775 days later, lo and behold, Kevin Garrett was released. And I interviewed him three years ago out by the airport, and he was promoting a book that he had written. And he said, he said right there that the the two Michaels are a pawn in the game and they are hostages. They've been kidnapped and they'll be released once they don't need them anymore. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. In addition to, as you said so uh, wisely, Mark, as usual, this is a win for them because it shows that they do business this way. It's not just that they can do it, that they are in charge of everything and they don't have to follow the rules. They set the rules. Now, uh, you know, what, what can we do about it? I mean, the only thing to do about it is to go back and do what Trump tried to do, President Trump, and you know, put some restrictions back uh, that way. Very difficult for a small country like Canada to do. We're so far down that rabbit hole of uh, you know business with China that it'd be very difficult. But that's the only way that that's the only sort of language that, that you can speak to them be strong and say look um, we're not doing 5g now if you keep it up we won't do any business at all Uh, i don't know if anyone has the guts to do that uh but you know they won't like it and that's the only thing that you can do
0: yeah absolutely and what do you make of trudeau trying to take credit for any of this you know get involved in photo ops with these guys as if he was you know to me it it illustrates the fact that he was probably kept out of the loop until the very last minute because the Americans clearly don't trust the guy. And all you have to do is look at this new defense pact uh, involving the Aussies and the Brits. We're not part of that. You know, the five eyes is now what the three eyes. Yeah. And so clearly Canada's on the outs. They, they don't trust Justin Trudeau, especially when it comes to anything involving China and I don't blame them, but here's yeah. uh, the prime minister front and center. Somehow suggesting that he was involved in this. To me, if if Justin Trudeau had any um, role at all in this, then it would have happened during the election campaign when he was going to get well, get some political gain out of it. I. <laughs> what well, do you think?
1: Well, you know, like I see that it's it's certainly on display. And and I, if I could play a little bit of devil's advocate, I mean, I'll, I'll try that. I guess it's good for a show to have a little bit of the two sides of it and what you know what he may have been thinking. I feel that that it meant a lot to the two Michaels to have the prime minister greeting them there. Somebody had to do it. Um, and so, you know, from that perspective of through the lens of those two men that were locked up for over a thousand days, it probably felt pretty good to see the prime minister there. So I'll give him a pass on this one. Um, he won the election. Had he done it during the election, it would have been sort of a, a craven attempted. At getting attention in this case, um, you know it's probably still a lot of that. But I don't know a politician anywhere that doesn't go for a photo op like that. He's not going to hand it off to someone, and, and you know they say don't uh, waste a good crisis. And I think that was on display uh, from the cynical point of view. <laughs> sure, politics, you know, of course he was just doing the photo op. Now, he, on the part that you mentioned about whether he had anything to do with it, yeah, he, he really was a. He, he was really in a no win position because this was the Americans that wanted to grab, grab uh, Meng Wanzhou. Uh, you know, she was the worst villain in the history of, you know, fighting communism. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, would you put her in a Bond movie? I mean, she was spend all her time <laughs> in the no? I mean, she, she, she looks like she actually looks like a nice person. I mean, you know, you don't take somebody and say, well, are you are supposed to hate her? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, i guess so but it didn't work i mean it was clearly and you know she she i mean i think she was almost sad to leave canada <laughs> Like, you know, she uh, had, you know, i don't know so, about that so, so i think i think i uh look she spent time here she was here in 2009 and she was thinking about getting citizenship uh make no mistake she's caught in this thing in the in, in the politics as well but i i don't think that um I don't blame Trudeau as much as, as everybody else does for it. Um, you know, I guess you could blame him from the overall, you know, I think you raise a good one about the three eyes, the fact that uh, he's not part of that, the four eyes or five eyes. And then also, you know, the, the 5G thing, he's been really soft on that. So perhaps yeah. that's where you, you know, you're right about it. And then going to the, the plane and making those guys feel like there's somebody, I, I don't have any problem with
0: that. Yeah. The idea that Justin would be at all reticent about, you know, claiming some glory. Um, You know, that doesn't sound like the Justin Trudeau I know. And uh, also the other thing that came up is that uh, Joe Biden, during a a photo op with the uh, Prime Minister of of Australia, Morrison, actually said that uh, the United States, he said they don't have a closer ally anywhere in the world, uh, a more trusted ally than... Than uh, the Aussies, the Australians. And so to me, it was like a shot upside the head to Canada, which has always kind of considered itself America's closest ally. We're America's biggest trading partner. Obviously, there's we have this incredibly long border that we share with the Americans. And so there's always this sense of, wow, we're, you know, we wanted to kick the Americans whenever we felt like it, but on the other hand, We wanted to also know that we were the closest buddy, but here's Joe Biden saying, oh no, no, it's the Aussies now. And I can think I can understand why, because not only is Justice Trudeau not a guy that they can trust, Joe, but um, the real focus right now is Asia. And if you're going to build up a coalition, a strong coalition of countries that are going to try and contain the military ambitions of China, then it's gotta include the Aussies, right?
1: Yeah. You know, again, and I agree with you there, but on the, you know, the other problem is that in addition to everything you just said, it was the Biden administration that walked away from the prosecution on, on um, among uh, herself. And so, you know, they give her a little slap on the wrist and she admitted to this or that, and they let her go. So they kind of hung out uh, Canada as well because They should have said, no, we're going to see this thing through. In China, you know what? You're not going to do business this way with Canada or America or any of us. And they had a chance to really send that message and they didn't do it. They buckled. And so for Biden to sort of turn around and take all these shots at Trudeau. Now, I'm starting to sound like a liberal on your show and maybe you won't have me back. But but it's like, you know, I sort of see it from the point of view of, you know, this guy Biden has his nerve to try to, to say that. Canada is a you know or that Australia is a, a better friend than Canada that's just absurd and the way Australia has been acting Mark in this last few months as uh, we see every day on video and yeah. in they in the, they're they're you know they've fallen that's a humiliating
0: yeah.
1: uh, country so you know I guess he's taken a shot at Trudeau um, and it and, uh, certainly deserved but he's no angel himself over there President Biden <laughs> yeah no he certainly
0: isn't and uh, by the way, I have to ask you this, we're hearing stories of uh, people working at places like A&W and Harvey's, uh, people are coming in. And so you've got people making minimum wage whose job it is to enforce the, uh, the provincial, uh, really in, right across the, the country in various ways, uh, these certificates, these vax passes. And so they're required to ask, especially when you're talking about giant corporations, like Harvey's um, and so it's not exactly fair. I mean, they're getting yelled at. Some of these workers, I, I hate this vaccine passport system, the certificate, whatever they're calling it. I think it's disgusting. However, oh, yeah. I mean, the idea that it's you've communist. got workers, yeah, I mean, the idea that you've got workers being yelled at um, in these places because customers are coming in and they don't have their papers, You know, so they, it feels like I'm talking about East Germany. Uh, You know, in the Cold War days. But, you know, yelling at somebody behind the counter, I don't think, you know, it's not their fault, is it?
1: No, uh, it it sure isn't. And uh, at the same time, it's not really the responsibility of somebody making hamburgers uh, at any of the the great burger places or any of the fast food outlets, whatever they serve, to have to question people about their health status and ask for papers and, and the like. And so... You know, they don't get paid enough. If uh, uh, Premier Doug Ford or Prime Minister Trudeau want that kind of uh, society, they can pay for it. They can hire security to do it. I mean, first of all, they shouldn't be doing it at all. It's it's unconstitutional. Uh, but you shouldn't yell at anybody, uh, any kind of a kid in that whole Eaton Centre fiasco with the people storming Eaton Centre as uh, we saw in video and obviously the Toronto Police laid charges. Again, I'm really suspicious of stuff like this because the people that I know that are against uh, you know, showing their vaccine status are law-abiding people with families and kids and jobs, and they have legitimate concerns. And you talk to them all the time, and, and as, as do I. And, and so th- sort of portray them as these people that are storming them mall uh, makes me wonder who's leading those movements because it's almost like the, they want to set this kind of tone and make it look a particular way. I'm not saying that happened, but it's it certainly achieving that result. As if it did, it was orchestrated. So, um, yeah. Uh, but I, I think people uh, should chill out. You know, I was in the um, Krispy Kreme, as you can tell. I like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> uh, with my mom and my son, and we were worried uh, about what the rules would be there. Um, you know, not to say that uh, you know we had any skin in the game or whatever. We're just we're concerned about. What was going to happen? Were people going to be upset at we going to see people yelling and that didn't see any of that. All they did was let everybody come in and buy their donuts. There was a lineup outside. Uh, they didn't have any seating area for, for this time. And so there was no issue and they didn't ask anybody. And I was also at a Burger King, same thing. Um, they didn't ask anybody. So I, I think that you're going to see people that are going to, after a week or two, um, this is going to morph into some leniency. The one thing mark that i think you've raised this before that this kind of uh you know authoritarian kind of approach uh brings out it brings out the jerk in some people the people that love to dominate and that could be somebody working in a fast food place it could be a manager it could be a person in line it could be you see it all the time the people want to shout down other people so you know that's just kind of part of life but i mean the live and let live thing doesn't work for all people, and if they have a little bit of a reason, and they think that they're, you see that with some of these doctors on Twitter, and et cetera. Like they're not doctors; they're political, you know, operatives that are working at, you know, trying to embarrass the government or embarrass people that have a different point of view. In fact, even in the media, I mean, there's not enough uh, different points of view. I mean, just like in, in this last segment, we we're talking about Trudeau, and we saw it differently, and we talk about it. That's what it's supposed to be you know you're not supposed to be uh just one way of thinking and here it is and jam it down your throat and that's the way it is and so that's what this has created and i think you're seeing that in some of these places and you're seeing that when it gets into people losing their cool.
0: and what are you working right now it looks obviously you're driving someplace you're going someplace uh what can your Uh, readers expect from from you i'm looking into
1: into these things I'm, i'm what's on my mind now is this young man that is in hospital and uh, he is in hospital anyway, and he's got the myocarditis and I can't get it out of my, my mind and I'm trying to think of ways to help him. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've shared some of that with you. Uh, so I'm still working on that. Uh, and, um, you know, these kinds of things, I mean, obviously human stories are what I like to, to tell and, you know, I appreciate the fact that you do it too. And, you know, the two Michaels uh, story uh, meant a lot to me because, you know, to see him, uh, you know, the, both of them, But I was at the airport uh, and to see Kovrig and his wife and, you know, and all that uh, drive by into freedom, it kind of it sort of made me realize, you know, how lucky we, we are here and we have to make sure that we don't lose it because the time to fight for freedom is when you still have it. And we have it here. And shows like yours allow for freedom. And those that are giving it up uh, and just saying, "Well, it'll get better some other time," we can trust the people that want to lock us down and to force vaccines on our kids. And that's the yeah. next thing too that I'm paying a lot of attention to is what are they going to do with the kids under twelve? I'm a father of a nine-year-old, so you better believe that's on my mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely scary stuff indeed, Joe. Continue the great work you do with the toronto sun thank you so much for coming on the show
1: thank you i'll pay this cameraman here uh, take care
0: thank you joe joe warmington uh check out his work in the pages of the toronto sun we're gonna take a a brief commercial break back with more on new stock saga 960 after this thanks buddy appreciate it
1: hey um So can we talk now for a second? Do you want to go back and call me back on the other thing?
0: Oh, we can talk. I mean, we're off. I'm not. Oh, wait a minute. I got to make sure I'm I'm ending this right.